And why would we say that we've paid all of this, this taxpayer money to the federal government only to say that we shouldn't receive the services for that taxpayer money here? Um, so it's not taxpayer funds. It's, it's printed and it's, it's uh, just funny money. It's just being printed and, you know, thrown out of a helicopter, basically. You know, we're really good at seeing a problem and throwing money at it without coming up with the best possible solution. If we were to vote down this allocation of funds and tell the uh, chief executive that we're not going to spend a dime of this money, send it all back to Washington, D.C., are your gas prices still going to be high tomorrow? You know, there's an old saying, if you chase two rabbits, one gets away. We're going to take care of the other rabbit that my friend just talked about. Ah, the good old days. Spending half a billion dollars and not worrying about the consequences. We got lots to do. Let's go. Good morning, my friends, and welcome to yet another scintillating installment of Morning Reload. From high above all other puerile and pedantic forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver Cowboy State Politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming. By now, every single one of us ought to be keenly aware of what inflation is and what it does. And maybe even if we don't exactly understand what inflation is, we certainly experience it every time we go to the grocery store or we go to the gas pump. But of course, if you listen to Sleepy Joe, this is what you'll hear. Before I begin today, I want to say a word about the news that came out today relative to the economy. Actually, I just want to say a number. Zero. Today, we received news that our economy had zero percent inflation. Now, I don't know who's really writing this stuff, but whomever they are, they're stupid. Stupid to think that we don't know that they're lying to us. Better yet, does everybody remember when inflation was transitory? You would expect him to be resolute in saying that this inflation uh, little spikelet that we're seeing is transitory. But that's not our view. Our experts believe, and the data shows, that most of the price increases we've seen are, were expected and are expected to be temporary. However, uh, inflation had risen, reflecting, they said, transitory factors. Temporary or what might be called transitory inflation. In addition to inheriting a failed MAGA Republican economy, we also confronted a global pandemic and Putin's war in Ukraine. And that's driven the global inflation we see today. That's, that's a transitory thing. I want to be clear. My administration understands that if we were to ever experience unchecked inflation over the long term, that would pose a real challenge to our economy. So while we're confident that isn't what we're seeing today, we're going to remain vigilant about any response that is needed. 
You and I both know that what the administration is saying is not true. Inflation is not transitory, and their Inflation Reduction Act won't do a darned thing to reduce it. Before we get going too far, a little egregious self-promotion. We'll get back to the program in just a second. But first, a completely obscene profit timeout. Cowboy State Politics is brought to you by Morton Buildings. If you're in the market for an outbuilding or a garage or a giant barn or maybe a roping arena or a huge warehouse, well, you need to call my friends Nick and Jesse at Morton Buildings, 307-674-2532. These guys are the experts in metal building construction. They've been doing it longer than anybody else around, and they definitely do it better than anybody else around. So it doesn't matter what kind of metal structure you've been interested in. Give Nick and Jesse a call, tell them what you've got in mind, and they'll handle all the details. Again, their phone number is 307-674-2532, or you can check them out on their website at mortonbuildings.com. Ah, Fall, my favorite season. And then do you know what comes after fall? All that white crap. And trust me, your livestock don't like that white stuff any more than I do. Fortunately for them, 307 Cowboy Fabrication is now taking orders for their Wyoming-built animal shelters. The shelters feature the following. They use 3.5-inch heavy walled pipe as the base full-dimension Wyoming rough-cut lumber to build the shelter, and then they fully sheet the whole thing with OSB and cover it with 29-gauge high-quality metal fabricated right here in Wyoming. The Farmer's Almanac says this winter's going to be a doozy, so you certainly don't want to leave your livestock out in the cold. Give Bryce and Melody Reese a call at 307-441-1815 and get a shelter today. That's 307 Cowboy Fabrication. Don't forget about the Cowboy State Politics live program every Thursday beginning at 10 a.m. Trust me, it's a heck of a lot of fun. And now, back to the program. We began the program with some classics from the budget session that was held earlier this year. On March 4th, our conservative legislature spent about a half a billion dollars in around two hours. If you're wondering, that's about $4.2 million every minute that they were on the floor. Isn't it amazing? You spend about $300,000 on a house and it takes you 30 years to pay it off. And those jokers in Cheyenne spent that same amount of money in the time it took to take a sip out of their coffee cup. Honestly, it's a staggering amount of money. Here's how I explained the Wyoming Spendathon on that week's issue of Weekend Update. We get so used to hearing about large numbers of money that they really don't even mean anything to us anymore. A billion here, a billion there, 1.6 trillion. Cognitively, when we continually hear about huge numbers, Numbers that at one point were big to us seem relatively small. And eventually, even a million dollars doesn't seem like it's that much money at all. But let me just give you some perspective. 
The height of a stack of 100 $1 bills is about a half inch. A million $1 bills is 358 feet high. That's about the size of a 30 to 35 story building. A stack of $100 million would stretch to about the proximate altitude that commercial jetliners fly. A billion dollars would stretch 67.9 miles. That's the distance from the Earth's surface to one of the most outer layers of the Earth's atmosphere. And a stack of $100 billion would extend 28 times higher than the orbiting International Space Station. And $1 trillion, 67,866 miles. That's one-fourth of the way from the Earth to the Moon. And last Thursday, our legislators in Cheyenne spent 34 miles worth of $1 bills. And every single red cent of it was money that your grandchildren have not even started to earn yet. Or, as Representative Chuck Gray put it so succinctly, um, So it's not taxpayer funds, it's it's printed and it's, it's uh, just funny money. It's just being printed and, you know, thrown out of a helicopter, basically. Soon-to-be Secretary of State Chuck Gray is exactly right. It is funny money, and it is the principal cause behind all of this inflation. Veronique de Rugi, who is an adjunct scholar at the Cato Institute, explained it this way to the Pennsylvania House Majority Policy Committee in June of this year. Quote, <clears throat> Today, the argument that inflation is mostly the result of supply shocks, such as the war in Ukraine, global supply chain problems, or, quote-unquote, corporate greed, continues to be widespread. None of these purative causes, however, can explain the persistence of inflation or its scale compared with inflation in other countries. In particular, explanations about supply shock-driven inflation seem to mistake inflation, an increase in the general price level, that is, of all prices and wages, with changes in relative prices, when only some prices rise or when the price of cars rises relative to the price of other goods and to wages because of reductions in the supply of computer chips, for example. Excessive focus on the supply side of this issue has resulted in a failure to recognize the overwhelming role played by the demand side, particularly the role of deficit spending accommodated by the Fed's expansionary monetary policies. Many legislators uh, that is, state legislators, Fed officials, and experts have treated the pandemic and lockdown-induced downturn as a demand-side shock and have responded with measures meant to raise the aggregate demand. They should not be surprised that this inflation is demand-pull rather than cost-push, end quote. In other words, this is such an obvious error that it absolutely can't be by mistake. She goes on to explain what needs to happen. Quote, First, the Fed needs to fully step back from its expansionary policy and raise interest rates significantly to tame inflation. With inflation at 8.3%, even the Fed's promise to raise interest rates to about 2% leaves the real, after-inflation cost of borrowing at a stunning negative 6.3%. The rule of thumb is that to tame inflation... The Fed must raise nominal interest rates by more than the inflation rate so that the real interest rates rise. Current Fed policy will only achieve that goal if almost all of today's inflation miraculously melts away on its own. End quote. The only way that we're going to fix this is if we take out all the funny money that we've pumped into the economy.
And that, my friends, is going to hurt. But what about all those people that say that inflation isn't caused by the states, that they don't really have any role in that? Well, remember, I just mentioned to you that back in March, our state legislators spent half a billion dollars in the span of about two hours. In fact, here's what one of them said. I don't think anybody in this room doubts that the United States Congress is out of control. But that said, if think about this, if we were to vote down this allocation of funds and tell the uh, chief executives that we're not going to spend a dime of this money, send it all back to Washington, D.C., are your gas prices still going to be high tomorrow? To answer his question, yeah, probably gas prices are still going to be high. But this misunderstands the problem. There are two ways that the federal government spends money, directly and indirectly. The biggest one of those is they get the states to spend money. That $500 million doesn't sound like a whole heck of a lot when you compare it to the $1.3 trillion price tag of the American Rescue Plan. But it's all economies of scale. Using round numbers, that half a billion dollars is a thousand bucks for every man and woman in the state of Wyoming. Now I know, we're all not doing that great in the whole mathematics department, but I'm pretty sure we can figure out ratios. So if you take the population of a large state and multiply that times a thousand, which is the inflationary rate that Wyoming was given, guess what you get? The price tag of the amount of money that was given to each individual state. There was roughly $350 billion divided up amongst all of the states. The total population of the country is around $330 million. So using round numbers, that's about a factor of a thousand. So proportionally, Wyoming's contribution to inflation was at the same rate as Texas or Colorado or even New York. So what can we do about all this? Well, we have a general election coming up and there are still some races that are undecided. Make sure you know who these candidates are and vote for the most conservative of them. Don't listen to what they say because they're all going to say, well, I'm a conservative. Look at their voting record. Look at what they've done. Find out if they actually are. There are several folks that are running as independents against the Republican nominee. All of them claim to be conservatives, yet a whole bunch of them are heavily involved in state economic development. Now, we'll get to that in a later episode, but for the purposes of this discussion, when you hear the terms state economic development, that means government spending. And we just discussed how that right now, that's a really horrible idea. Make sure you know who these people are and what they actually believe. Don't vote for them just because they're your friend. Take your friends to dinner. Don't vote for them. In the coming episodes, I'm going to show you who these people are and what they actually believe. In that way, we really can have a conservative legislature. Have a good week, and we'll talk again on Wednesday. Don't forget about the Thursday live program. It starts at 10 a.m. I'll post the link at cowboystatepolitics.com. I'll also make sure I post several reminders on the Facebook page. But for now, from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming, I'm David Iverson, and this is Cowboy State Politics.